we here at Hameen Media Group proceed to grow exponentially month by month. And we could not do it without our army of loyal listeners, as well as the absolute best sponsors in the free market today. Hameen Media is proud to give our 100% guarantee that our sponsors offer the absolute very best in their respective industries. And all of them offer products and services that will be of tremendous value to you. Not able to go to a gym? Or would you rather train at home to improve your health, lower your risk of getting sick, or have the body you always wanted? Then check out Stevie Richards Fitness, the most valuable workout program you can find in 2020, costing just a fraction of what the big companies charge, but with unmatched superior quality at StevieRichardsFitness.com. And after your workout, you'll probably be hungry. But how can you be sure what you're putting in your stomach is of premium quality? can't speak for other brands, but we can speak of Zordo's olive oil. Does your olive oil at home say ultra premium? Ultra premium is a distinction that olive oil brands can only legally claim if they meet very strict standards and guidelines. Most olive oils cannot meet such rigid requirements, but Zordo's olive oil does with its imported ultra premium Greek olive oil. Taste the difference for yourself at Zordo'sOliveOil.com. And speaking of consuming quality products, it's important to start your day off on the right foot. Don't run it by drinking watered-down bean juice. Wake up and have a cup of bro, bro, with the Coffee Brosters, the only place you can get the limited edition Vince Russo Coffee. Organic Nicaraguan fair trade coffee roasted to perfection with notes of milk chocolate and walnut straight from the farm to your coffee mug at thebroasters.com. And of course, you can't profile without style. And what better way to look stylish and support your favorite independent wrestling talent than with some swag from Pro Wrestling Tees. Offering original merchandise for your favorite pro wrestlers you can't find anywhere else and a great way to give back to those who sacrifice their bodies for our entertainment. Check out all the latest and greatest pro wrestling shirts at ProWrestlingTees.com. Thank you once again to all of our sponsors as well as our loyal listeners. We cannot do what we do without you, and we are only just getting started. We cannot express our gratitude enough. Thank you, and enjoy the show. I have dry balls. Balls so dry, they explode like dust. Suck my balls, suck my balls. You must suck my golf balls. Mommy? Yes? Suck my balls. You got a lot of growing up to do, buddy. Suck my balls. Sorry I'm different, but you can just suck my clit and my balls. You know what? You know what? That one. <laughs> suck my clit and balls. I don't have to suck your balls. Before this day is over, you will suck my balls. Suck my balls, fat ass. I will. I will suck your balls, Kyle. And I will get down on my knee and I will suck your balls. I'll suck them drag, Kyle. Suck my balls, Kyle. Well, excuse my French, Mrs. Marsh, but you can suck my fat, hairy balls. Suck my big balls and your hairy butt holes. Suck my big balls and your hairy butt holes. What is that? It's my balls! God damn it, Carmen! How would you like to suck my balls? What did you say? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Actually, what I said was... How would you like to suck my balls, Mr. Carson? Holy shit, dude. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of Sick Nah Buzz. 
right here on, well, a lot of different networks, Joe. Uh, yes. As of this recording, uh, we are, I guess, a happy, proud, and we pay, it's very sweet, uh, privileged to announce that we are now on the R&R Pod Network, which is like- Kick-ass, dude. Kick-ass, kick-ass. So we're on the R&R Pod Network. They uh, now have access to our full library. I don't know if they're releasing all at once or how they're doing it. Or you can go on there now, but uh, we are now available on the R&R Pod Network. Of course, we're also available on Hummy Media Group and RatSaladReview.com. And of course, on everywhere, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple, Google, Amazon, TuneIn, BreakerCast, Overcast, TouchYourCast, my mom's cast, looking at some guy who's eating some chocolate pudding podcast. I'm your host, The Most, who lives in Colorado and still is a ghost to a uh, new um, intro they can uh, deliver how uh, over I am because I'm not, but I- I'm trying here because uh, everything rhymed with host the most when I lived on the West Coast, but I still can't get something out of the Rocky Mountain time with the feeling like I'm r- on the grind. I don't know, but I'm joined each and every week by usually by two different guys, by both of them. Uh, however, we are in the season of uh, holidays and business and whatnot. So Ian is not available with us today, a.k.a. Ski Jackson. As uh, I think he's out of town right now. I don't know where he's at. Uh, but at least he told us and didn't leave us, uh, you know, wondering where the hell he was. We're making his way back, of course, this week after he did a wrestling pay-per-view. We both got to be a part of, ladies and gentlemen, dirty, 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 Joe, 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 Vernola, Vernola, Vernola. And I had a whole tirade ready to go if you didn't have some kind of cool intro for me like you had for your scoops. So... <laughs> Well done. I'm already in a better mood than I was like three minutes ago. Piss, 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 piss. Off, 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 off. Joe, Joe, Joe. Everyone pisses Joe off. Right. Everyone pisses Joe off. I get mad. And like the meds had been working really good lately. And then (laughs) this week came and just. All over. Yeah. Well, uh, we've got a, a, an episode to review here, guys. And, of course, once again, we're thanking R&R Pod Network for joining us. If this is your first time listening to us, just to give you a breakdown of what we do and how we do it, we are a South Park review podcast, obviously, from the name Jack Matt Babs. Uh, however, we break down each episode in linear order. So uh, whether you're listening to this maybe right now for the very first time, episode 44, you've been a long-time listener, or maybe in two years when we're on episode 100 and whatever, and you're just now listening to this, we appreciate you. Uh, but we're breaking it down with you as a guide, as kind of like a uh, you'll have the ability to at any point in time, a catalog to go back and listen to uh, a walkthrough or a review of this show. Now, I believe there might be another one out there uh, I don't remember what it's called. It has something to do with like uh, Stark's Pond or something like that. Um, he does kind of his own thing. I, I've not really ever listened to too many episodes, um, but I would say that we do market ourselves the most. Uh, we have gotten ourselves a name brand out there the most as far as uh, putting out the fact that we are trying to bring you South Park Entertainment. So we appreciate you tuning in now. I did not like this episode, Joe. This is one of my least favorite episodes of South Park. I know, kind of a weird way to start this episode. But it is Korn's groovy pirate mystery. Oddly enough, of course, you know we're probably going to get challenged on this, as this is one of uh, their top five, top ten rated episodes of all time. Some people even say this is the number one episode of South Park of all time. 
just because of all the different writing, the animation, the uh, celebrity cameos, the music, uh, the adult uh, variety portion of it, and kind of merging of childhood adolescence with adult animation. Um, and of course, we had a Halloween episode too. It's a holiday episode. So like you, you got all that, those little individual factors that, that have created a, a very cool classic that I'm just not a fan of, uh, Joe. Oh, man. Uh, and so this is going to be the second time in two weeks I deal with trolls then because I, I am not as big a hater of this episode as you are. But it, haters it, a strong word. I'd say a dislike. Um, my dislike isn't nearly as strong as yours, but, and we'll go into it towards the end. I've got it all written down in the notes at the end and the likes and dislikes and stuff. But so I don't want to, uh, put the cart before the horse here, but it's not one of my favorites either. So like, I'm definitely seeing the hate mail in our future <laughs> well if you'd like to send us emails uh you're now a brand new listener of course we'll plug that over you can uh, send us an email to suck my balls pod at gmail.com or you can comment uh, we'd like to do shout outs as well like um <laughs> Uh, from our Discord section. So if you join the Hummy Media Discord section, uh, we have a thread in there called Suck My Balls. I'll, if you jump in there, have a comment or question, I'm definitely happy to answer it. You can tweet us at Suck My Balls Pod, Instagram at Suck My Balls Pod, and uh, on Facebook at South Park Pod. So if you have any questions, comments, pictures, memes, uh, qu- quotes, like uh, we got, a, there's a somebody I follow online. They're like a South Park quotes, numerology, and stuff like that on Twitter, and they've been following us back, and they just do quotes and stuff like that, just funny South Park quotes. So. Uh, we're always down to mingle with other South Park fans. Oh, yes. But, uh, <laughs> but Joe, uh, before we get into the actual uh, review itself, I just want to shout out some of our listeners in the Discord, that being the real one, Jake, Holly 86 the others, uh, Juju, which is now actually Scoop. He's That's that's his name in uh, the Discord. Uh, so uh, we appreciate you guys interacting in there. And, of course, we've shouted you out before. Uh, continue to interact with us. Thanks, guys, so much. Corn's Groovy Pirate Mystery. So it's the 10th episode of Season 3. It's the 43rd episode overall. Did I write that right? Is it, is it really? No, it can't be the 43rd. I think that's the 41st. I think I wrote that wrong. It's the Maybe. 41st. Because we just did the 43rd episode, and that was the 40th episode overall. So I wrote that wrong. It's the 40th, 41st episode. Now, it's weird. Like, Did you notice Like in the different websites, they'll try to like – I don't know, uh, put this in a different order. Yeah. Like they try to make this season like, or like episode 12, I want to say just because it's happens to be near Halloween. However, this came out as episode 10. So this yeah. is a true first, you know, 10th episode, excuse me. And it immediately followed the media shower trilogy. It originally aired on South Park on October the 27th though, 1999. So it did air around that time. It's Halloween, Stan, Kyle, Cartman, Kenny, are interested in trying to scare the fifth graders, so they do so by digging up the grandma of Kyle's dead grandmother. And uh, also, corn comes to town, uh, and a mystery involving pirate ghosts begins. So let's break this down for you to kind of get things going with the plot. Now, I want to be very, uh, I guess, forward in telling you that this was a mishmash of South Park and Scooby-Doo. Am I wrong, right? Not not at all. You're not wrong at all. That was definitely what it was. It was their parody or homage to Scooby-Doo. 
And Hanna-Barbera, more than I would say more or less as well. Yeah, yeah. There were definitely some Hanna-Barbera elements in there beyond just the Scooby-Doo stuff. And I would, uh, and I think the reason why this episode, like, and we'll get to who, you know, the reviews and whatever, all the uh, culture and trivia and, and whatnot. But the reason why this was also revered as much as I believe, like, some of the Hanna Barbera people who were involved in creating that, or people who've been watching Hanna or Hanna Barbera, were like a fan of this animation style and the way they were able to kind of bring it into the South Park universe. So, you know, we're not like, I guess, necessarily hating on the fact of the animation or how it's done or even the writing so much. I just don't like Scooby-Doo, Joe. I was never a fan of Scooby-Doo mm-hmm. as a kid. I was never a fan of Scooby-Doo and in his, in his pup Scooby-Doo. I was never a fan of Oh, Scrappy-Doo is a stupid little son I've never bitch. been a fan of Scooby-Doo the series you know, it's got a good jingle. I'll give it that. Scooby Dooby Doo, where are you? We're where the end. We're willing. We can count on you, Scooby Doo. Like it's a good jingle. Mm-hmm. You gonna have us have a Scooby snack? That's a fact. So like it, it's a good little catchy jingle, but I don't like the show. And you know, maybe if I had grown up in the sixties and seventies when Hanna Barbera was at the height of popularity and that's and they were really on the forefront and using the same kind of stock footage for every different cartoon but creating these different storylines if i had been a part of that maybe i'd have a different interpretation but as a a kid who was born in the late 80s and grew up in the 90s you know our my animation was primarily consumed with cartoon networks new animation developed uh disney and nickelodeon you know or and fox and the wb their saturday morning cartoon types uh, so it, there, there was an evolution in the style of animation where it went from being more of that same new stock image over and over to actual, you know, drawn out animated scenes. And for me, having been born a couple of years before you, like early 80s, I was exposed to a lot more of the Hanna-Barbera stuff than you were maybe. And I am a fan of most Hanna-Barbera stuff, like even if it like even some of the knockoff Hanna-Barbera stuff, like the uh, knockoffs of Hanna-Barbera, like the uh, Jay Ward stuff, like Dudley Do-Right, Bullwinkle, Rocky, all that crap. Like, I mean, crap, you were uh, probably saw on my Facebook earlier. I was quoting frigging Klondike cat crap. So I am a fan of, of the old animation like that. That said, absolutely fucking hate Scooby-Doo. Except for the episodes with Batman and Robin and the episodes with the Harlem Globetrotters. And even then, that's on a camp factor of it's so bad it's good. One episode I've tolerated and I was, I've actually enjoyed of Scooby-Doo and it was a crossover. It happened like three years ago with the show Supernatural. Now, I'm not a, even the biggest fan okay. of Supernatural, but it worked because it was like, okay, mm-hmm. Supernatural is the real life version of Scooby-Doo. So like this was a good mashup that I was willing to sit down and, and enjoy. And I was dating a girl who was really into Supernatural too, so I mm-hmm. wanted to get laid. So I, I feel you. And like the WWE crossover I watched because oh, okay. I will I will like put myself through anything that has those three letters on it. <laughs> apparently <laughs> right. I watched the Flintstones once too. Yeah, and if you didn't have the and, coronavirus, and, and I'd be like, at your house right now watching a documentary, but you have the corona. Ladies and gentlemen, Joe has corona. No, I don't. <laughs> no, I don't. I think everyone around me might. Uh, might <laughs> but i no, he's don't. in the war zone 
I am in, I am on ground fucking zero right now. Yeah, right now. Like well, I have stayed away from said, everyone. Scooby, that being said, Scooby Doo, we're not fans of. Now I did like the Jetsons and I liked Flintstones. Hell too. yeah! Oh, all of those the I Jetsons. did. And as you mentioned, uh, Rocky and Bullwinkle, that was on Nickelodeon. Like at one point, Nickelodeon syndicated that cartoon early. Yeah, morning. and so like I, I liked Rocky and Bullwinkle. And then eventually, it got moved to like um, Nick. At, like when Nick at Night first started, they would put Rocky and Bullwinkle on, kind of as a segue into the mm -hmm. Nick at Night. So it would show like the last cartoon, and then if you were still up, it would show Rocky and Bullwinkle, and then it would go into like their Nick at Night segue. Right. And then like sometimes on like Friday night or Saturday night at the end of the Snick block, they would have like Brennan Stimpy or something as a lead into that. Right. Yeah, no, it was a definitely good way to like get kids to be like, okay, cartoons are coming to an end or adults to be who are maybe like waiting. Hey, you know, maybe you'll like this cartoon. So, well, I, the, the story starts off with the, the boys are at the docks and, you know, mm -hmm. they are walking through the docks area and what's happens on an annual basis, or I guess now it's the second annual as the banner mentions. It's the second annual. It looks like chef fest or whatever. Chef Halloween fest is what it says. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure I'll correct myself here in the edit, but it, it, it's a Halloween carnival festival. You know, you got the radio DJ. Welcome back to the, blah, 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 blah. the Halloween hunt. Hey boys, what do you think about the brand new Halloween hunt? And then Stan goes a couple months ago. I, I saw this guy. I saw these two guys kissing and i thought that was the gayest thing i've ever seen until today <laughs> so good so good. like i lost my shit when i heard that line well here's some kids enjoying the halloween hunt now say boys what do you think of cozy fm's halloween hunt so far this one time like eight months ago i saw two guys kissing in a park and that was the gayest thing i'd ever seen until i saw the cozy fm halloween hunt all right well enjoy the spooky dogs kids uh, now Cartman at this point is already counting down to Christmas. You guys, you got seventy-two more days to Christmas. Um, so he he's he's excited. I hate people like Cartman. Really? Fuck Christmas, and I hate people like Cartman. And I, <sighs> if I were anywhere near him, I would punch <sighs> him in the face. And I'm not even pro Halloween. I just, I just don't so like Christmas. I don't count down to Christmas. I do like Christmas. So, so, yeah, nope. I am not. I like Christmas because I like some of the holiday movies is what I like Christmas for. Mm -hmm. And then I also do like the fact that there seems to be, at least from like uh, a fake aspirate, like a fake aspect, people seem to be a little bit nicer around that time. They put on, they, they there's a, a more intent. They try. Yeah, nice, right? which is so like one of the reasons, like, motherfuckers, why are you all nice around this time of year? Why can't no, I you? I get it. And I get that. But at the very least, I just try to appreciate because you obviously, you know, can only mm. lead the horse to. The trough yeah, yeah. We don't need to. It's, uh, we don't need to unload. Uh, I don't need to make <laughs> you my psychologist right now. Well, somebody who is who is generally a psychology of people or a psychologist of his people is Priest Maxi, and mm -hmm. he tries to inform the people about the e you know, like that. He like tries to inform the people about the evils of Halloween, but is ignored as he's you know he's appearing on the radio and like he's like you will all go to uh, uh, this is a, if you have corn play here while the Hall on the most abomination day 
I don't know what's going to happen. God will bring down the wrath of smite and whatever, you know, the euphemism. He starts getting all Old Testament. Joining me now is Father Maxi from the South Park Church. Father, what do you think of all the preparations here at the docks? Halloween is an abomination of God, a celebration of the occult. Yeah, and how about Korn playing the big concert tomorrow? Pretty exciting, huh? Korn is a devil-worshipping group that plays violent music. If we allow that demon band to play on this most unholy of holidays, we may incur the full wrath of evil. All right, we'll see you tomorrow for Halloween. Yeah, Old Testament. Like the radio DJ no totally no sells it. All right, well, thanks. We can't, well, we'll see you tomorrow here on the Halloween night. <laughs> uh, doesn't even care. At that point, the boys then bump into what we are going to eventually be the sixth graders, but the fifth graders at this time, uh, they pop out and they're terrorizing them with a uh, kind of a cardboard cutout of some pirate ghosts. And uh, the boys are uh, contemplating how they're going to avoid getting terrorized the next day as these fifth graders mentioned that tomorrow we're going to, you know, basically break your balls by scaring the crap out of you. So now they're trying to come up with a way, well, how do we get back at the fifth graders? And they decide, uh, <laughs> well, first they go back, we go back to Cartman's house. He's in Cartman's like chilling at his house and he's, you know, making preparations for his Christmas list, reading his book. He's like, man, I'm going to share the couch and I'm going to, uh, circus up in the Barnaby's magazine for Christmas. Ma'am, you got the new Duffy's catalog. I I'm going to circle everything I want for Christmas, okay? Ma'am, okay? Okay, let's see. I want i like this part because it was very nostalgic i think for us as kids back then when we didn't have the internet when mm -hmm. you got the magazines and you went through when you had your and you picked out your nintendo video game or sega game that was coming out mm -hmm. or even later with the original playstation one and nintendo 64 the late 90s you know you still have the magazines the jc penny magazines and whatnot you were trying to pick out for christmas the Toys R Us big the toys book of Us. toys, the big book whatever of toys. that was. Yeah, the big book of toys that came out like right before Thanksgiving. Yeah. Ooh, I want Royal Rumble. And yeah, it was it was it was action figures for me, man. Like as a kid, I wanted the action figures. I just had such an active imagination. I wanted to act it out myself. And I felt like the video games at the time, right until we, at least that we got Attitude or Raw, Warzone, Raw's War. But up until that, I really was not a big fan of the games per se, like the 8-bit and 16-bit. Even to this day, I'm still not really a fan of those games. Like I'm interested to see what Retromania does and I'm going to buy it. Yeah. Um, and, and, and based on what I've seen you play Fire Pro Wrestling, you can make a good game with limited graphics. So, yes. like, yes, so, you like, can. I'm not, so, like, I'm not worried about even the. So, it's just, it was just how, who made the games, you know, as L, yeah. uh, as an angry video game puts them down. LJN had a big was, hand yeah. <laughs> in making a lot of those wrestling games. So, you know, I definitely was never a big fan, but right around the time, you know, the 3D came with the PlayStation 1 and PlayStation 2, that's right around the time that, that I got in. Uh, to video games itself uh, as, mm -hmm. as far as wrestling video games so that rainbow is the market death on video games that rainbow is the market death of video. <laughs> so as we mentioned you know cartman is you know he's circling that and just like uh, those wrestling mm -hmm. games they, those would be in the big book of toys so like that was probably around the right about that end time when i stopped using because then demos would come out and we had game magazines and stuff like that. So anything electronic wise, there was a adaptation of that in itself. So it was kind of nostalgic for me here to see Cartman uh, circling all that here uh, in the magazine. So he's circling all that, Joe. And then the doorbell mm -hmm. rings and his mom answers uh, the door for him. And, and they're making fun of him. They call him a fat ass and big bone. His mom's like straight up laughing at him. Like, yeah. 
can't help herself here. Come on, fat ass, we have to go. Hey, don't call me fat. <laughs> Man, don't laugh. I'm sorry, hon. I can't go with you guys right now. Yes, you can, Porky. <laughs> Man, Sergeant. <laughs> oh, that's not funny, boys. Eric isn't fat, he's big boned. He must have a huge bone in his ass, then. <laughs> And <laughs> it's kind of fucked up. But then, uh, then we go outside, and you were about to mention Joe. You said uh, what they were about to do. What here? I apologize. Um, they they had started plotting their way to get the revenge against the fifth graders, and that was <clears throat> that's about the point that uh, they decide that they are going to dig up Kyle's dead grandmother. The and interaction. Yeah, the interaction here though I thought was great is Stan is like, "Come on, fat ass, we're gonna go. Uh, we're gonna go do. We're gonna go uh, get back at the fifth grade. How are we gonna do that? Or I don't want to do that. Yeah, you do, mm -hmm. fat ass." Says Kyle, and then uh, they they're bickering back and forth. But Stan says, "We're gonna go dig up a dead body." And Kyle's like, "Yeah, we're gonna go dig up a dead body." And Kyle's like, "Who are we gonna go dig up?" And he's like, "Yeah, we're gonna go dig up Kyle's dead grandma." And Kyle's mm -hmm. like, "Yeah, we're gonna go dig up my yeah, fat ass. We're gonna go dig up. Wait, what?" What's the scariest thing we could get? Spooky spider? No, a dead body. Yeah, fat ass, a dead body. You mean we make something that looks like a dead body? We can never make one that looks real enough. To be really scary, it would have to be real. Yeah, fat ass, it has to be real to be scary. So where the hell are we gonna get a dead body? We're gonna dig up Kyle's dead grandma. Yeah, fat ass, we're gonna dig up... Dig up Kyle's dead grandma? He yeah, like looks yeah. at Stan, like, what do you mean we're gonna... He's like, yeah, dude, your, your grandma's perfect. She only died like three months ago, right? So, like, she's the perfect body to dig up. So their plan is to dig up <laughs> the dead body of Kyle's grandma to uh, scare the fifth graders. Kind of yeah. a little disgusting. Are you insane? I think that's a sweet idea. Woo! Um, Joe, have you ever met anybody who tried to dig things, dig up a dead body? No. Okay. I've let me hold on. Let me rephrase about it. Let me rephrase the question. If you had known somebody, would you be able to talk about it? Would you admit to it? Probably. Oh, okay. Interesting. I mean, I wouldn't, I mean, Dude. other than the digging up of the grave, I wouldn't divulge any further incriminating information or anything like that. But like, I mean, it's kind of, it seems like a cool story to tell. Like, yeah, I know, <laughs> a, guy that, I know a guy that dug up a dead body. Like, it's like, yeah, I went cow tipping once. Okay. All right. I see where you're going. Well, so the boys set off to dig up and Cartman's all like, this is a big idea. Once he finds out it's Kyle's dead grandma, 100. Yeah. Okay. This is it. This is it. <laughs> so he's, he's 100% on board to go. To yeah. Once, Kyle's Kyle's yeah. Dead. Because it inconveniences Kyle. Yep. Cartman continues to sing his uh, Christmas songs. As you mentioned, you did not like mm -hmm. Um, I am going to be singing Christmas songs in about a month and a half, just so you know, like around Thanksgiving, I'll be singing. You know what? If it's, if it starts at Thanksgiving, I'll give anyone a pass. I try not okay. to let my hatred bleed into others. Joy. <laughs> I I don't know what it is, man. I just like the, the season about it. There's a, there's a certain energy in the air that I like, and I'm excited for it. Anyway. Oh, and so, I know what my problems are, but like I said, I'm not going to talk about them here. <laughs> Maybe that'll be on a bonus Patreon. It'll be called, uh, <laughs> it'll be called on, on the cash with Mr. Mackey. Okay. Okay. Joe, 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 what are you going to tell us what's going on? Okay. Oh my. Uh, so, 
God, we <laughs> should do that. That's a, like a, it'll be South, it'll be South Park Love Line style counseling for a Patreon. Yes, your callers can call in and tell us their issues. Um, Mr. Mackey, okay. Uh, well, what you want to do is okay, uh, don't lie. Okay, uh, lying is bad. Okay. So they the boys end up set off. They dig up the grandma and. Uh, you know, after they dig it up, it, it's interesting. They, as soon as they open the casket door, like Kyle's like, wow, it's my dead grandma. And Kyle goes, hello, Kyle. <laughs> Kyle's like, Hi, Grandma. Hi, Kyle. Ah! Have you been a good boy, Kyle? Have you been making Grandma proud? Damn it, Carmen, that's not funny. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> I'm sweet. He's like, guy's like, oh my god! And guy's like, ah, stupid. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, don't belittle, don't belittle my people. That's be be respectful of my grandma. And Carl's like, sorry, dude, it's kind of funny. And Stan's like, yeah, dude, dude, it actually is kind of funny. <laughs> so I just like this episode. Stan's kind of on Cartman's side. And even Cartman's like, yeah, I'm pretty sweet. <laughs> so the boys uh, decide they're gonna hide the body though on the dock behind some boxes. Didn't really do a good job. Of trying to hide this dead body, and uh, so much so that the next day didn't even like redig back the plow to try and cover their tracks because the very next day, uh, Kyle's mom gets a knock on the door, and it's the wardens at Mount Peaceful Cemetery, and they've come to inform her that her mother has, uh, you know, been grave robbed, and is uh, of course uh, they immediately jumped to the work of necrophiliacs. Now, they go very in-depth here. Yeah, that was probably, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, soaked her body in water for a couple hours just to get it lubricated enough to a point till the body looks like just like a piece of cheese. Oh, dear God. Yes, by now, he's probably even removed her eyes and made love to the empty sockets as well. Oh. No, we don't want to upset you, but you should know that your mother's body would be stiff and dry, so he would have to have it soaked in warm water for several hours before making love to it. Oh. Yes, and now for the difficult part. Brace yourself. It is highly possible that he has created new orifices in her decomposing flesh, leaving her to look something like an overloved hunk of Swiss cheese. Uh, he would probably would have removed your eyes and uh, to use her holes as. Uh, They've probably created new orifices as orifices. well. Uh, like my favorite part in that whole spiel is like when she asks, "What are they gonna do?" Just tell me what you're gonna do about it. Do? Oh, we don't do anything. We're just the watchmen. Yeah, I guess maybe you might want to call the police or something. Ah! Oh, we're just telling you what happened. You should probably call the cop. Like, they didn't even bother to call the police. <laughs> <laughs> you should probably call the cops. They just immediately came over. They're like, yeah. oh, oh, another necrophilia case. Better, get, better go talk to these people. Right. She's like, well, what are you going to do about it? Do? Yeah, well, we don't do anything. <laughs> yeah, you should probably call the police. So, <laughs> So Sheila runs off, of course, to take care of that. Now is where we get the introduction of the Scooby-Doo parody. Uh, we've got the man, Corn driving around in the woods. They're driving toward the area, and uh, they're in their mystery machine, which is a parody of the mystery machine itself, just called the mystery. Uh, they decided to play a stupid game of past the time of I see or I spy, whatever you want to call the game. Yep, yep. Uh, they end up getting scared when they see some pirate gro- ghosts, though. And they end up crashing their van, driving it off a cliff, landing in South Park, which is where they were headed. Um, so they're now there. Now the boys, of course, are making their way back home, and uh, they are spooked out. And they've been, they come in contact with Corn, 
and the corn tells him, Hey, we just, oh, we thought you guys were some pirate ghosts. And they were like, Oh, that's probably not pirate ghosts. That's probably just the fifth graders trying to scare us for tomorrow. So the assumption on their part is, and we're led to believe that it's a fifth grader. So we have no idea that it's going to end up being somebody else as everything in the, the Scooby-Doo series is right. Yep. Yep. Uh, and, and I will put a slight caveat to the Scooby-Doo set segment earlier like a pup named scooby-doo was all right in small doses only because it made fun of scooby-doo like it had the it literally pointed out the red herring every time and then named the character red herring that's some meta shit dude and just just like they did with the fifth graders here like you said in every scooby-doo episode ever they present the red herring right out the gate which in this case is uh, yeah it's just good deconstruction yeah well after that we then kind of get a little bit of uh foreshadowing here is priest maxi's at the docks Mm -hmm putting up anti-Halloween signs and then corn encounters them. I like this. He's like, you shouldn't even be here. Your music is abomination and you're horrible. Oh, hi, we're corn. We're supposed to play the Halloween concert tomorrow. I know who you are and what you stand for. I think your music and Halloween is an abomination. Groovy. Could you show us where to set up? Thanks, bro. That's groovy, bro. Can you tell us where we can set up the stage? (laughs) Like just being musicians, you get used to people telling you you suck. You suck. Yeah. All right. Uh, We're going to be on it in eight though. So you guys suck. Cool. Where do we put the ring? Yeah, exactly. So at the town hall now, immediately ta- at the town hall over, the town is pissed. They're like, why are we here? We want to get to uh, the Halloween hunt. But uh, there's a meeting being held, Officer Barb, right? What seems to be the problem? Now listen up, everybody. Uh, we got a message here. And it's the wardens. So now the wardens uh, have decided they need to tell everybody about necrophilia you know how about uh necrophilia is apparently on the law on the lamb right now and while doing so um a pirate ship appears in the sky along with three pirate ghosts who begin to actually kill people in the crowd and tell corn as well as the people that uh if this halloween hunt continues uh we will continue to kill people so stay away from the docks and then they vanish and then Priest Maxi shows up and explains that he was right about how the band members are evil devil worshippers. So it, this is all their fault. And then the town, all they decide, you know what? That he's right. We got to drive corn out of town. So uh, Priest Maxi here is uh, seemingly uh, able to convince the crowd. And so far, and uh, he start looks. It looks just like he's just taking advantage of the situation, right? You know. We don't have any uh, other inclination to think that Priest Maxi would ever do anything wrong, would he? Um, now, at the same time, the boys showed up in their Halloween costumes. Now, there's a theme going on throughout. We'll get into the what did Kenny say, but uh, Kenny's like, I got a really cool costume. And they don't believe he's going to have a cool costume. Now, he actually does have the fucking coolest costume, and everybody just fucking nobody puts it over. Stan shows up as a cowboy. Kyle shows up as a clown. Kenny shows up as an ED209 robot from the film RoboCop. It's fucking yes. awesome. Man, he had the best fucking costume. Now, Cartman so doesn't good. Sh- Cartman decides not to wear a Halloween costume because he's waiting at home and a package, uh, or sorry, the doorbell rings and he thinks it's a Christmas package for him. So it's like his mom getting a package. Sign here, here, and here. So he signs away and then he opens it up and it's a uh, clearly a sex doll for his mom. It's a Antonio Banderas blow-up doll with an erection. 
uh, love doll that's what it's called so he thinks it's gonna be a christmas present for him now everybody puts this over though they're like oh you got a cool antonio banderas doll um so everybody didn't even make the association it's a sex doll they just think he's a kid walking around with antonio banderas blow up doll um now they uh, go to get the dead grandma to scare the fifth graders and to their surprise the dead grandma's gone now you may be asking what happened to the dead grandma well overnight a dog showed up a stray dog and pulled the dead grandma away and we'll get the reveal what happens later but as at this point we don't know where the dead grandma's at she's gone so they're upset corn then comes along and they're they're under the assumption now that everybody wants to get rid of them too and um they tell corn about it so corn goes this is all getting kind of weird guys we got ourselves a mystery we gotta solve and corn theorizes that the pirate ghost may be linked to the disappearance of kyle's dug up grandma so they split into two teams and begin to seek truth now this is the interesting way they, they split up into two teams i know let's have everyone who enjoys having obstacles in their life which they can overcome go this way and everyone whose insecurities sabotage their potential to overcome those obstacles go that way okay Uh, for everybody who's a go-getter, I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but everybody who's confident in themselves, who's a go-getter and goes after their goals, uh, stand to the right. And everybody who's insecure about themselves would rather be you know, the back of the pack and doesn't have any confidence, stand to the other side. And everybody just splits up. And then Stan goes, wow, that surprisingly was really easy. And, <laughs> and I like this here because it was like South Park saying, look, if you just like present people with the ability to be honest about themselves, they can ultimately make the right decision. So like, because if you present the truth and say, okay, are you this, are you this or this, then who, how are you going to, you know, then you're just lying to yourself, not lying to anybody else. Right. So it, it's Pretty interesting. Right? Well, the team involving Cartman decides to trap the, um, what is it? I guess you might say the ghosts, um, or decides to trap the fifth graders, whoever they're after. Um, you know, and doing so here while team a, I guess you might say stands, team uh you know they're also wandering around uh looking for you know different clues and whatnot hey, maybe this is a clue they find like a book that says like uh how to be a pirate ghost and like then there's an argument breaks out of what is the difference between a, what a pirate ghost is and what a ghost pirate no if it dies a, 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 a dies a pirate then it would be a pirate ghost but if it becomes a ghost if he goes a pirate after being a ghost then it's a ghost pirate. They're not pirate ghosts, Jonathan. They're ghost pirates. Huh? Pirate ghost would suggest that a pirate died and became a ghost. But a ghost pirate is a ghost that later made a conscious decision to be a pirate. No, David. Then they are pirate ghosts because they're the ghosts of pirates. You're wrong because there were no pirates in Colorado. So these must be ghosts that decided to become pirates after the fact. But that makes them pirate ghosts. No, it makes them ghost pirates. Pirate ghosts. Guys, guys, guys. Fighting isn't going to solve anything. Don't you see? This is exactly what those ghost pirates want us to do. Pirate ghost so they were there was just there was just this argument so the team involving cartman decides to set a trap because what happened they're you know trying to set these ghosts um you know get find out you know who who it is so they use cartman's antonio banderas blow up dolls bait on the other side though um the other team i guess a uh, fieldly the name ben the band member of corn fieldy yeah fieldy he loses i wasn't a fan of corn a couple tracks i like but not a fan uh, loses his glasses and encounters a pirate ghost when he realizes the whole team then flames of panic. They go right for the trap. Mistake Cartman on uh, mistake Cartman's Antonio Banderas blow up doll as a real person. They're like, Hey, help us Antonio Banderas. 
and then they eventually fall into the trap, which was like, it, what's going to happen is, is they're going to fall for the trap by running for Antonio Banderas, falling across the slip and slide, landing in this uh, mine. Uh, what is it? What are those things called? Uh, mine. The mine cart. Mine cart. A mine cart that runs across a cart, uh, a track, of, a cart track or whatever. And with their, and then a net will fall onto them, right? Yep. So uh, unfortunately, it falls on. It doesn't fall onto the team. Uh, but the team does crash and everybody's there. And then all of a sudden the whole town comes in and they burst in and then the pirate ghosts show up and then they put the net onto the ghosts and they're like, all right, we can finally figure out who's under the uh, mask or who's under the, you know, like the Scooby-Doo reveal. And then the ghosts disappear. Oh, it really was ghosts. And the town, a guy like Randy's response, oh my God, he's sitting there's demon. <laughs> there's demons onto us. <laughs> Ah! Corn is sending their demon minions upon us. Ah! His demon, the corn is uh, sending their demon ghosts onto us. <laughs> um, I thought that was funny. Um, yeah. So, so uh, now, however, they're unable to catch the pirate ghosts in the net, as you mentioned, and the true identity of the ghosts uh, are not revealed at this time as they disappear. Now, suggesting that they are real pirate ghosts. Now, then, corn's pet niblet, which we didn't re- mention this, but. And I've been like putting it off. So obviously Scooby-Doo has a character. They have a character. It's like an alien chicken or an mm-hmm. overbone baby chicken parakeet, half parakeet, half chicken called Niblet. It's stupid. It's mm-hmm. Niblet. However, Niblet is able to save the days. He opens a trap door, uncovering the fact that the true villain is Priest Maxi. And the case is solved. In the regards to um, the fact that uh, he was using these Q-tips as the ghosts, and for the ghost shift, he used a piece of cheese and, or no, used a piece of cheese and uh, like a muffler for the sound of the pirate. Arr! And then he used the cards, some cards, and uh, two squirrels for the ship. Yeah, just like they basically, you know, made fun of that. You know how they always use this crazy t- uh, little bit of like MacGyver technology to make these ghosts. Yep, yep. Uh, but however, you know, in the end, Priest Maxi is arrested. So Priest Maxi, even they're like, "Wait a minute, you went through all this, even killing people because you don't like Halloween." So it's interesting here that Priest Maxi ends up going to prison, or he ends up being arrested for killing people. But we're eventually going to la- see him as a continuing character in later episodes. In fact, so much so in the, la- the later seasons, he even becomes like the only good l- religious character left. Yeah. So, but he's also a murderer um, Mm -hmm. in this sense. He killed people. So, well, uh, if the dog shows up and uh, it vomits up Kyle's dead grandma, the body and head and everything, and they put uh, the dead body on a stick and scare the fifth graders. I'm 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 a dead body. So they scare the fifth graders. And then the town eventually asked Corn to stay and perform. And the Corn, the whole time this episode has been like very quiet, very polite, you know, yeah. very, very, very friendly. All right, gang, let's do this. Come on, let's do this. We'll get to the bottom. And then they're like, all right, well, we, we got a song that uh, reminds us of this whole situation. And then they just break out into their song. 
Well, this sure has been a wacky night, but me and the gang learned a lot, and we hope you did too. You all perceived us to be mean, evil people, but really we're just normal guys. And we all perceived pirate ghosts to be real, when actually they were just cotton swabs. So I guess the lesson is, it's easy to perceive something some way and then be wrong. So we all need to learn to be a little less perceptive. Yeah. The gang and I wrote a song about it, and it goes a little something like this. And a one, and a two, and a... With the strobes and everything, it's so good. Yeah. So at this point, Cartman's doll is then uh, popped by Niblet. So Cartman's now chasing, and he screams out, You son of a bitch chicken from outer space! That was funny. Uh, Kenny, despite his uh, bipedal robot war machine costume, does not win the Halloween costume contest. Once again, loses it to Wendy Tessenberger for her Chewbacca costume uh, from Pink Eye episode. Yeah. Um, and then soon after his loss, uh, just like in an homage to Star Wars uh, and the At-Ats, uh, he's taken down by these tiny little speeder bikes who just show up and, uh, you know... Um, surround his legs with wire and then he falls and he dies. That's how Kenny dies in this episode. And uh corn ends with them singing. That's how the episode ends guys. It ends with corn performing. So, you know, kudos to corn. This was uh, other than the movie and Jennifer Aniston. This was like the first band, the first actual band itself to f- appear. Uh, right. Or no, they had chef right. aid. They brought, they brought yeah. They had out. chef aid. So they did Yo, my cheddar cheese girl. But there was only like I don't know if they actually got the the people to see. Yeah, right? they uh they got Meatloaf and all those yeah, guys. Elton John is what I'm saying to come. Oh out. yeah, no, maybe not Elton, but they definitely got Meatloaf. Yeah, but they definitely this they got the full band. So you got a full band mm-hmm. here. Uh, you know they've gotten Jennifer Anderson. So yeah, they, this is they've definitely been picking it up as far as letting uh, actors and actresses play characters that uh, isn't Sparky. Uh, Stan's homosexual dog. That that <laughs> that's, that dog guy. That's good now. Oh, oh, you're my cheddar cheese girl. Oh, 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 oh I'm cheddar. just gonna have that stuck Wake in my up, head. Wendy. Smell the smell the flowers. Uh, so that was the episode, guys. Uh, season three, episode ten, South Park's forty-first episode, our forty-fourth overall. And now, Joe, um, I don't have Scoop here to do it with me. So I, do you want to sing it with me or do you want me to do sure. it with myself? Um, right. I, I think I could try this. Okay. In one, <clears throat> two, three. What, what did Kenny, Kenny say? say? Uh, what did what did Kenny say? So for those listening for the very first time, what did Kenny say is a segment we feature on every episode where we break down and tell you what Kenny said. Since all this dialogue is muffled. So nearly onset of the episode, Stan, Kyle, and Kenny are walking past a shack, which hangs a banner that says costume contest. Kenny says, you guys, I'm going to try and win that costume contest. Kyle and two older boys then peek around some behind the boxes and Kyle says, uh, give it up, Kenny. You're not going to win that costume contest. Your costumes always suck. And then eventually, the bo- Kenny and the boys are scared, so they scream out, ah, ah. Uh, later on, Cartman is like, uh, so the hell, where the hell are we going to get a dead body? And Stan says, uh, we're going to dig up Kyle's dead grandma. And Kyle says, yeah, fat ass. We're going to dig up, wait, dig up Kyle's dead grandma? And Stan says, yeah, dude, she's perfect. She only died like three months ago, right? Kyle's like, are you insane? And then that's when Cartman goes, yeah, that's the idea. And even Kenny's like, yeah. 
Kenny agrees that it's a sweet idea. And later on, Kyle's like, wait till you see my costume, guys. It's going to be sweet. Kenny's like, mine is so fucking badass. It's going to win now. And he's right. It was a fucking badass costume. Yeah, so. it really was. Oh, man, I can't believe he doesn't win. Well, Cartman says, oh, come on. Okay, man, Kenny, you have never, you never have a sweet costume. You're not going to win your costume content. Kenny's like, yes, I am. I got the costume. Uh, it's waiting in the house. Yesterday, I got this huge package in the mail, and it was so big, okay? And then the dog returns, sniffs the body from a distance, and then approaches, of course, slowly sniffing it and takes it away. Uh, later on, Stan says, uh, hey, Kenny. And when Kenny's in his costume, and Kenny's like, hey, guys, check out this kick-ass cool costume. And everybody just knows how it. Cartman's like, yeah, huh? nice costume, Kenny. You think you're going to win with that, huh? So no one no one thinks it's cool. Right? Man, if someone showed up like the ED-209, I would have just gone home. Like, I'm not winning this cost contest. And then as we mentioned in the conclusion, Mr. Garrison says, and the winner of the costume contest is Wendy for her Chewbacca costume. Come on up, Wendy. And Kenny's like, aww. And then uh, end of at the end of the corn pirates groovy mystery here with the speeder bikes slowly surrounding Kenny. Kenny yells out, what the hell? What the fuck is this? And then two more speeders fly by, bomb him to bits, and then rats, of course, converge to kill him. So, ladies and gentlemen, so Joe, that's what we did. Bum, ba, da, ba, da, da. Why don't you break down some of this trivia first, Joe? All right, for sure. This is the first episode since Sexual Harassment Panda to feature all four main characters. In this episode, Leanne Cartman receives an Antonio Banderas blow-up doll. This doll can be seen in many future episodes. The members of Corn provide their own voices. They also used this episode for the world premiere of Falling Away From Me. Method Priest Maxi uses to kill people remains unexplained. This episode, yep. oh, no, well, I, I mean, I was gonna say, that, and I read, I pulled that up on trivia. It does kind of explain how did he get the cotton swab ghost figures to use swords? That, right, that, that is explained. Sorry, go ahead. Mm-hmm. No, no, I just uh, this episode marks the first speaking appearance of the fifth graders, now sixth graders. They are called fifth graders here, but after the grade change in fourth grade, they are renamed sixth graders. This is the last Halloween special until Hell on Earth 2006 and the only Halloween special with guest stars. Also, the Halloween version of the show's intro is used for the last time here. The disclaimer is redesigned from this episode onwards. Alabama man makes an appearance in the toy magazine. The toy would later later be seen in a per- commercial in Chim Pokemon. That's the very next episode. Yep. Alabama man yeah. is coming for the plan. Pokemon. Hey. hey, kids, do you love Chim Pokemon? Yeah. All right, we'll get to that. I love that mm-hmm. episode next next week. The Mister Hanky construction set makes an appearance. In the graveyard is an open grave that reads Kenny 2000. In another shot, there is another grave that reads Kenny 1999. Kenny's lines in the intro are the same as in seasons one and two because the Halloween intro was completely reused. 
And the argument over <laughs> whether or not the ghosts are pirate ghosts or ghost pirates was an actual debate between Corn, Matt Stone, and Trey Parker. <laughs> Isn't that funny? That is a pretty good one. So I'll get into the pop culture, but I also have another little uh, piece of tidbit trivia here. Of course, we're both now we're both residents mm-hmm. of Colorado. Now, one of the individuals who I uh, am working with, he went to the same film school as Matt Stone and Trey Parker. In fact, when he was a freshman, they were seniors, and he told me a fun story today about how one of their friends had like created this uh, video or whatnot back in the early nineties. And in between the video, uh, there were cuts and these cuts that were used were like uh, cows being slaughtered. And because of these cuts and because of this movie, uh, that Matt Stone and Trey Parker's friends, their friend itself was expelled and kicked out of, of CSU the college. So because wow. of that, that actually was ended up being like one of the catalysts to Matt Stone and Trey Parker to be like, yo, if they kicked him out, they're going to probably be coming for us next. So that was what uh, Matt ended up using to convince Trey to be like, yo, we need to go to Hollywood and we need to just go start our own thing. So I just thought that was a little bit of a fun fact that I learned work. I thought that was pretty cool. So, and of course we are living in Colorado. Um, Joe, we're going to be starting a new segment here in the next couple of weeks. I've already, I don't I forgot to tell if I told Ian about this, um, but we're going to be starting a brand new segment. It's going to be called, can we get stone and Trey Parker on the show? Yes. Every week we are going to email them to see if we can get them on the show. We will give you an update every week to see if they've accepted. Now, maybe we'll get somebody else from the studios as well. Everyone's at home and working remotely. So you, everyone's got time. You want to talk yep. South Park? Love to showcase you and all of your art and all of your background and history and you know what everything that goes into making a South Park. So if you know people or you're listening or you have those connections or you respond to our emails, we'd love to have you on. But our goal is to get Matt Stone and Trey Parker on this show and then ultimately make fun of us in an episode of South Park. Oh I mean, my that would, god, that'd be amazing. That would be amazing. We just want to get made fun of. Like if you if Cartman could like make a suck my balls podcast and then rag on us or steal it from us, these stupid nerds. No, no, no. Like like even if it was only five seconds and they just made fun of us and Cartman takes over our podcast. I want to be I want to be like that kid Alex. Who are you? I'm Alex. Dude, get the fuck out of here. (laughs) Yeah, that's all I want. But not even that. I wouldn't even mind being like, like I said, like say if there was a South Park podcast because podcasts are pop culture now. Say if there was a, a podcast episode that was South Park related, and then Cartman takes over. If we were those characters, uh, hey, I'm Matt and I'm Joe and I'm Ian. This is the <laughs> South Park podcast, and then Cartman k- comes in, kicks us out, takes over, and they renames it "Suck My Balls." Like I would be so happy that, and I'd be like mission complete. Okay, yeah, I. I- yeah, you know I mean, I'm with it. Yeah, because then we get to be in the episode, and you you showcase our podcast. You know, yes, and you make fun of us, and you, maybe you kill us off or something. I don't know. Like if you killed us off, it'd be even great. Like that'd be even better. Like Cartman figures out a way to kill us off. We're giving out free ideas here. Please use them. Yes, yes. Uh, pop, pop, pop culture, guys. As we continue here, this episode is a parody, of course, a classic cartoon series, Scooby Doo, and Corn portrays it with the same personalities of the Mystery Inc. group, even using sixty phrases such as groovy. And writing in a van design similar to the Mystery Machine. Of course, the trap is sprung in a similar way that Scooby-Doo does with cast splitting up into two teams. 
And corn trap consists of everyday objects similar to Fred's traps from Scooby-Doo. Niblet is a parody of Hanna-Barbera's animal sidekicks such as Gleek of the Super Friends, Scooby-Doo, and Jibberjaw. Uh, Kenny's death at the end is a reference to, as we mentioned, how the At-At walkers are taken down, down by the uh, by the speeder bikes uh, from the Empire Spikes back. Well, not speeders. What are those called? Um, <coughs> that I think that's the name. Okay. I think that's what they're called on the games and stuff too. Yeah, so Skywalker, of course, being a renowned pilot who destroyed the first Death Star in Star Wars, um, t- uses snow speeders. However, they did not have the necessary p- firepower to bring down the walkers, so Skywalker suggested an alternative tactic to trip up the walkers with tow cables issued to every snow speeder. So I apologize. Not X-Wing, TIE Fighter, X-Wing, just a snow speeder. Simple snow speeder using logic. And that's what was referenced here. <laughs> now, as we mentioned, the Scooby-Doo references also. Um, Corrin is also animated in a similar style to Scooby-Doo. Their van also does the same bouncing animation that Mr. Machine did. Um, Cartman's celebrating of Christmas, even though it's Halloween, may be a reference to how many stores begin putting out Christmas season items almost right after Halloween, which is why you do not like people who count down because you already have to see it in stores. So you're like, God mm-hmm. damn it. Uh, now, the cemetery manager's description of the filing of Kyle's dead grandma is taken from the movie uh, Necromatic. Necromatic? Necromatic. Yeah, I've never seen that movie. And Neither have I. I would have never known that. This is movie. why you listen to the podcast, ladies and, uh, and gentlemen. If you want to watch the movie and do review, tag us and we'll share it. But I don't want to watch yeah. it. Hell yeah. Uh, Kenny's costume, as we mentioned, is a replica of ED-209 from RoboCop. As it happens, uh, the model happened to be a malfunction in RoboCop, causing the death of someone also named Kenny. Or Kenny. So I thought that was a nice little breadcrumb there. Right, right. Uh, Kyle's grandma's tombstone is a tribute to the late Stanley Kubrick. The tombstone had a 1928 to 1999 written on it, which is Kubrick's death, uh, birth and death years. Uh, of course, Stanley Kubrick it was a very famous director. Um, he directed the movie Eyes Wide Shut. That was his last movie and then died like weeks later after it was released. There's a lot of controversy and conspiracy around that. How far deep was in Stanley Kubrick? You know, what was the Eyes Wide Shut supposed to be a representation of, uh, you know, this ultra elite society? But if you want more talk like that, you can listen to Conspiracy Horseman each and every Wednesday night on twitch.tv slash Conspiracy Horseman. Um, the captain of the ghost pirate is named Captain Blind as a track on Korn's debut album is titled Blind. Uh, similarly, when Kyle cries about his lost grandmother, uh, Fieldy, is that what you stated? Yeah, Fieldy. Uh, uh, I hate to see the little crowns cry, and that's also a track clown is on their debut album. Yep, yep. And the last thing here in the continuity section, uh, one thing corn can be briefly heard playing a piece from Skylar Morse's song, Shelly Shelly, um, from cat orgy and Wendy Testaberger wins the costume contest again. So, and we mentioned Kenny died, snow speeder, blah, blah, blah. Top likes Joe. Tell me your top likes. Um, I was always a fan of the Halloween o- openings for the first three seasons. I always, it just, I don't know. I always liked that. Um, There was a scene very early in the episode that we didn't really touch on where they're going through where Cartman goes through one of those haunted houses where they blindfold you and they put your hands in the food and stuff. The warm innards of the body where they, yeah, 
where they shove Cartman's hand up the, yep. Yeah, this is, yeah, oh my god, this is, oh, yeah, it's totally warm. So um, they shoved up with donkeys, so basically Cartman was a jackass here. Yeah, know. yeah, yep. Um, Like I Jack said, I'm not ass. a, yep, anyway. yep, right up to jackass. I'm not a fan of Scooby-Doo, like I said, but this was such a well-done parody of it that I like it because of how well done it is and just how much they tear into the formula and everything. Um, the description from Necromatic, I guess, I didn't realize they were taking that from somewhere else, but it was just quite hilarious how they were just going through it the whole time. And then... <clears throat> and just the ridiculousness of corn when they were explaining how the ghosts were made and stuff, just like any other Scooby-Doo episode, like, Oh yeah, it was totally just using this leaf. <laughs> like, Why the fuck didn't we think of that? Sorry, Freddie. Sorry, Jonathan Davis. <laughs> but yeah. So my likes, I mean, I liked Cartman in this episode 100%. He was hilarious mm -hmm. in this episode from uh, taunting Kyle to uh, wanting to have the dead body uh, uh, un unburied, if you will. I liked Stan's right, right. role in that regard, too. Uh, I, you know, his ultimate plan, them getting back at the fifth graders for scaring them and not being the butt of the joke here. So I liked that. Uh, I liked uh, the, I liked Leanne laughing at Cartman. Um mm -hmm called fat and fat ass and big bone and she didn't even really like try and protect her son here she just let Cartman's friends like you know rain down on him so i like that mm -hmm. i like i do like the end i like the fact that they put the the dead body on the stick that Cartman suggested early in the episode yeah they do use that to scare the fifth graders <laughs> so I, I thought that was pretty funny um yeah, not much else, man. I was, I mean, that wasn't really a big fan of this episode, as I mentioned. You know, uh, mm -hmm. I'm not a fan of Scooby Doo. I'm right. not a fan of Scooby Doo animation, which I'm okay with. Hannah Barbera. I just was never a fan of the Scooby Doo style, right? Of their style of animation. Um, I'm not a fan of campy um, endings and like happy endings because that's kind of you know the corn was almost a happy ending like we learned something here today you guys thought we were evil but we're not evil and blah 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 I'm just like, eh. and I just don't like plots that are with laugh tracks they did the laugh track here and I get it that's what Scooby Doo does I don't like stuff with forced inserted laugh tracks uh, I don't like mystery shows like this where it's all wrapped up at the end I just I'm not a fan of Scooby Doo, and because of the fact that I'm not I'm such a not a fan of Scooby Doo, I can't even like this episode really. So much so that Joe, I'm introducing something new. Okay? Yeah, yeah, I saw that. It's called Matt's Bottom Five. This episode's in my bottom five, Joe. Yep, yep. I'm not, I, I'm not saying I hate it. I'm just saying that as far as my bottom five episodes of South Park, this one's in it. Um, I did not put in the yeah, that's what I call a sticky situation in that uh, in the in this episode because that one's technically a flashback episode, so I'm gonna give it a pass. The whole they're just reviewing other episodes, so I'm gonna put right. it, I'm gonna make it as far as actual full episodes that I don't like. This is in my bottom five. Um, is this in your top at all of any note? It's not in my top. Um, I had the issue with them talking about Christmas, but maybe they were just making fun of those people. 
Uh, I just feel like the second half of season three in general, because of the post movie hangover is just, there's more misses than there are hits. And this was one of the misses and this was just maybe a continuity error, but it's really bothered me. If it's Sheila's mother, why is the last name Broflovsky? Mm. Um, Good point. Good call out. But yeah, and I mean, it's not necessarily bottom five or anything like that, but it's like I said in the notes, this is probably in the bottom 50 for me, although I can't start rattling off episodes I can think of that are worse than this. I it, This is still like definitely lower third, but they've done worse, but at the same time, I know why I normally skip this episode. If I'm doing a binge or something like when it comes up, I'm like, Oh shit, it's the corn episode. And I skip it. But like watching it back, I'm able to appreciate the uh, parody they did and everything. Like you're talking about, you hate the ending. I love the ending that it's like all nice and cheery. And then they go right into the, right into the direct opposite with falling away from me, which is probably one of the better songs on that album. Well, I guess if I, maybe if I appreciate corn a little bit more and maybe I was even a fan of Scooby-Doo, I'd, I probably would have enjoyed this episode But with all that taken into consideration. As you mentioned, it is definitely in one of my bottoms. Now you mentioned the latter part of this season. You know, we still have uh, seven episodes left in this season, guys. Uh, of mm-hmm. season three and that includes you know chim pokemon which i think is a good one which is which next. is one of the hits like that's yeah and we'll talk about that next week but uh, fall, i didn't fall, mean to cut you off that's fine uh, following that we have hooked on monkey phonics which is i like that one because kyle meets a homeschool girl on that one uh we've got starving marvin in space so that one's with mark lark mark lark mark lark so that one's a good one uh, the Red Badge of Gayness is a quality Cartman episode. Sincerely, yours. And- you know, Cartman Lee. Hold on, let me finish. Mm-hmm. Then this is where the ep- the season takes a dip with the last three. Mr. Hankey's Christmas Classics. Are you there, God? It's me, Jesus. There's a couple good lines, but overall, it's not the best episode. And Worldwide Recorded Concert. Again, a couple good funny things in that one with everybody shitting themselves. But overall, it's kind of a dumb episode because Mr. Garrison and his dad, it's a, it's a, it's, yeah, we'll get there. Yeah, so yeah. They've got a good, good three or four episodes left, and then it kind of tanks off here at the end. Right. And they, and maybe there was fatigue. You know what I mean? So, yeah, and, and maybe, yeah, maybe I'm just giving them an excuse. Maybe it was just they weren't hitting. But who knows? Who well, knows? yeah, that's that's it, guys. That's going to do it for another edition of Check Matt. I know Ian will not miss next week's recording because just like me, he was a Pokemon nerd growing up. So uh, this Chin Pokemon is one of his favorite episodes. He's been waiting for this episode. In fact, we tried to get one of our close best friends on to do the episode. We've been trying to get him because he's a, you know, one of those ranked Pokemon players. Um, you know, he played in leagues and like Nintendo gave him per diems and he went around right. in the United States and played Pokemon and stuff. However, he's not a big uh, fan of Pokemon. What he is a big fan of, though, is podcasts. He has his own podcast. It's called the 10 Man Podcast. You're probably wondering why I'm putting it over. Well, the reason why I'm putting it over is because this episode came out uh, still uh, in voting uh, mode for the six star search. My best friend's podcast, the 10 Man Top 10 podcast the variety show podcast is out now 
on hameenmediagroup.podbean.com. So if you like it, vote for it. Uh, he did top 10 wrestling finishers, Joe. And he's, he grew up uh, in our time, you know, as an Attitude Era kid. He kind of fell off wrestling early 2000s, late 2000s, right? So uh, most of his finishers, favorite finishers are Attitude Era 90s and stuff like that. So it's a good episode. Check that out, guys, as well. You can also check out, I produce a number of other podcasts, Triple D Star Trek podcast. It's a, uh, start, I'm not, sorry, not Triple D's. They rebranded. It's called The Academy. The Academy Star Trek podcast with uh, Triple D and JDE. So check that out. We've got the New Force Order podcast, which is a Star Wars podcast with Greek god Papa Don, um, Alex Arroyo, who's legitimately a doctor in real life, and uh, Handsome Reaper, um, Spiro. And then, of course, you can also check me out on the Impact Attack, where I review uh, Impact Wrestling with Ben Hameen, Ted McNaylor, and the Light the Fuse podcast with Chris Silvio and Ben Hameen, Dirty J.V. Vernola. Plug yourself away if you want like to today. Devotion Championship Wrestling, uh, Primo's Premier Pro Wrestling. I am still on Twitch occasionally, twitch.tv slash jvthe9. Um, and yeah, not too much to plug this week. Everything I needed to plug is behind me now. So, All right, yeah. well, guys. Yep, Do yep. us a favor, like and subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, give us a five-star review on iTunes. Actually, let me bring that up really quick because somebody did leave a five-star review on iTunes. Um, I, I sent this over to Scoop the other day. Um, I, for, I don't know if I sent this over to you. Um, if I didn't, my bad. But it was from Chartable, which I signed up for. So they sent us some information. It's five stars. It says, uh, MSG and Scoop are great. This is by far one of the, my favorite podcasts these days. Keep up the great work, guys. Uh, from James S. Dobrowski. Uh, Dobrowski. So I hope I pronounced that your name right. So thanks, James, for leaving a comment. And if you leave a comment like that, we'll give you a shout-out too, just like on this show. So. Yeah. That's it, guys, for another edition of Check My Bows. Shout out to, once again to R&R Pod for hosting us, Hami Media Group, RatSaladReview.com. And uh, we'll be back for another edition of Check My Bows next week. Check My Bows. Check My Bows. Check those balls. Please. They're sweating.
Are you interested in joining our elite roster of sponsors? From now through the end of the year, Hamid Media Group is offering special rates as we continue our exponential growth. As we expect to hit 3 million downloads in the first half of 2021, giving you the absolute best value for you to advertise your company, brand, product, service, or podcast. We encourage you to reach out at Group at gmail.com and ask us how we can give the Hameen Media Bump to you.